Well, it is great to have you here on our Christmas uh, weekend. And I just have loved this series that we've done, uh, stepping into the supernatural and saying, oh, light divine, that there's more to Christmas than just the sentimental. Of course, we love that part, but we love that uh, everything about this story is supernatural. And I love that we're living in the mystery of it, living in the awe of it. And uh, today we're going to look at light and the star and all the different things that are there and just see that it continues to be supernatural. At the end of the service, we're going to light candles and we're going to be saying that the light has come, that we have received the light and that we will go and be the light. And this is really a a supernatural, a really supernatural time. And I pray that God will lift our expectations up. Again, believing for more, believing for just uh, something supernatural to happen in our lives, that this is a time where God broke in on the world with something so spectacular. And I just pray that God will help our faith to lift up. I mean, I can't believe that we ever let it go. I can't believe that we've just made Christmas sentimental and we've let the supernatural go because we've talked about this in this series so far. Everything about it is supernatural. We have the the prophecies that were done hundreds of years earlier talking about the Savior being born in Bethlehem and all the different things. We have angelic visits. We have um, a miracle baby with John the Baptist. We have divine conception with Mary uh, having Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit filling John the Baptist in the womb. We have dreams to Joseph. We have all this leading up to the birth of Jesus Christ. It's all so supernatural. And in a world that is very secular humanist, where they say everything is either natural or nonsense, God says it's not natural or nonsense, it's supernatural. He said, I've got something way outside of this natural explanation. And I I would think that, I, I just want to say to our church, don't let the nuns ruin Christmas. And by nuns, I mean N-O-N-E-S. Those that say, I have no faith. I don't believe in the supernatural. I don't believe what God has done. I'm saying there's something here. There's something so supernatural. And God has positioned the church right now to move into that realm and to show the world that God still has power, that he still does the supernatural works and he still does miracles. And we're poised in a place right now where God could use the church in a supernatural way. And I pray that he does. We've titled this series, O Light Divine. And um, there's an aspect of light There's an aspect of light that really is showing God's divine presence. It's saying that God can communicate to us in a mysterious way, way beyond the natural, way beyond our our perceived senses. He can do something supernatural. And so when we even hold the candles at the end, it's like the fire will be there. And it's just symbolizing something that God is doing, that the light has come and that there's something way beyond just natural going on, something uh, mysterious in this moment as God is communicating to us. Jesus is called the light of men. He's called the light that shines in darkness. He's called the true light. And of course, he calls himself the light of the world. We celebrate that today. The supernatural light of God has come into this world in Jesus. And also, um, in the story of Jesus, we have some other supernatural light that's going on that is part of the story that we continue with. And uh, as we look at this, we see the supernatural light of the star that was shining down on the wise men. Now, these uh, wise men were following a, a supernatural star to Bethlehem. They were studying the skies and they saw a supernatural star that was guiding them to Bethlehem. And how many know they didn't get to Bethlehem right away? They got to Jerusalem. And um, I'm not trying to make this political, but they, if they were following a star that was over 
Bethlehem, Bethlehem and Jerusalem are only five miles apart. So if a star was up in the sky and something was shining, there was a light that was there that was shining down. If they were using their logical sense, they would say, okay, it's got to be Jerusalem because that's the capital. That's where the temple is. That's where the power is. And because they're only five miles apart, I mean, you would think it's just logical. They're going to Jerusalem and they go in there. They skip right over Bethlehem, get to Jerusalem, and they get there. And when they follow uh, the star to this spot, they talk to Herod. Herod has no idea what they're talking about. He's like, there's no baby being born here. What are you talking about? Then they realize, wait a minute, this is what the prophets foretold. The Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords is being born in Bethlehem. And now they follow the star to Bethlehem. And we, again, don't know what the star exactly was. People have theorized, was it actually a star? Was it an asterism? Was it a heliacal rising? Was it a conjunction of Jupiter or Saturn? Was it a comet? Was it a supernova? Okay, I don't know what it was, but I'll tell you this, it was supernatural. Okay, I don't know what it was, but I know this, it was a moving light. And I would think it was something like what the children of Israel had in the time when they were leaving Egypt, a, a, a pillar of fire at night and a cloud during the day. There was something supernatural that was leading and guiding the wise men right to the spot. Because the Bible tells us that after the wise men figured out that it was actually Bethlehem where they were supposed to go, the Bible says that the star went and went right over the spot where he was laying, right to the very spot where Jesus was. I mean, it was almost as if God was saying, I'm going to help you guys out. He's right here. <laughs> Interestingly enough, when they missed it, you know what they were doing? They were trusting in their natural thinking. They're like, it's got to be Jerusalem. It's got to be, it's got to be Jerusalem. They weren't trusting in the supernatural. And then God brought back the supernatural and brought them right to that spot. When they came to Jesus, they worshiped him. When they came to Jesus, they realized, here's the one that we've come to worship. And then the Bible tells us that they left differently. They left in a different way. They actually took a different way. The Bible says in Matthew 2, 12, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. They went a different route because they had been with Jesus. But I believe this, because they had come in contact with Jesus, because they had come in contact with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, they left differently. And I believe this, when you have a supernatural encounter with God, you leave differently. You get redirected. Something happens in your life. Now, another group in this moment, as we have this story, a supernatural moment that's happening with the shepherds. It's absolutely supernatural. I mean, we just read it like, and the angels showed up and the angels were singing in the sky. I mean, this is supernatural. This is supernatural. And it's, it's almost supernatural that they would get invited to the birth of the Savior of the world because shepherds were uh, looked down upon. They were dirty. They were just, their word wasn't even trusted in court. I mean, these people were kind of outcast. And so they get invited to the birth of the Savior with something absolutely supernatural. And in Luke chapter two, let me read it to you. It's starting in verse eight. It says, and there were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. See, there's something supernatural going on and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in, wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared to the, with the angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. 
So they have a, a supernatural invitation to come and worship Jesus. I'm sure that they needed a supernatural invitation because they're wondering, who us? Could we actually be invited to worship the Savior? I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes when there's a, a wedding or a dinner or something, you're sometimes wondering like, am I invited to that? Will I get invited? I don't know. Am I supposed to be here? I remember once Beck and I were at a, a big conference. I mean, 20,000 people at this thing. And we happened to be speaking to the hosts of the conference and we were talking with them and we just walked right into this dinner. And we sat down at the dinner table with them and all of a sudden I realized, I'm not sure we're supposed to be here. There were three other couples and Becca and I, and I think the three of them were like, did you invite them? I don't know, did you invite them? Did you? And nobody said anything, so we just rolled with it. I'm telling you what, it's one of those moments where they're wondering, like, are we supposed to be here? And it took a supernatural invite for them to get there. And as they were there, they were worshiping Jesus and they were brought into the picture. Now, I want to let you know, they even had greater insight into that moment than we give them credit for. Because, again, sentimental. We, we get very sentimental. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, we, oh, it's just so... Okay, here's what was happening on a supernatural level to them. These shepherds were actually shepherds that were taking care of the sheep that would be brought to the temple in Jerusalem and they'd be sacrificed for the sins of the people. So they were raising sheep that would be perfect. And here's what would happen. When they would find a perfect lamb, they'd say, this one has no blemish. This one will be sacrificed for the sins of the people. They would take that lamb and wrap it in swaddling clothes. And then they would carry it the five miles to Jerusalem. So here's the angel giving them a supernatural insight into that moment. Before John the Baptist ever said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, the shepherds knew, behold the Lamb of God wrapped in swaddling clothes who will take away the sins of the world. I'm telling you, when, when you have a moment like that, they left and they were changed. Something supernatural happened in their life because they came face-to-face -face with Jesus and they worshiped him. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Their lives were changed. They had a supernatural encounter with God and they left changed. And I believe this, the whole life of Jesus from that moment on was filled with the supernatural. We see that, that blind eyes, all of a sudden they could see, lame could walk, dead came back to life again. There was miracle after miracle after miracle, supernatural feeding of the multitudes. That just was all over the life of Jesus. And then he said to his disciples, you'll do greater works than these. You'll go into all the world. You'll preach this message. Signs and wonders will follow you. All of a sudden that supernatural kept going and the supernatural has come to us. And I believe this right now. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I believe something supernatural brought you to this moment. You say, well, I, I don't think it was very supernatural. It was kind of like a Chevy or a Toyota. It didn't feel very supernatural. All right. Okay. Here's what happened. I believe there were things that just opened up for you to get here in your schedule. I believe somebody giving you an invite, although it wasn't like a, sh a star that said right here, whatever that invite said, it said today's your day. 
Maybe it was a, a family just was all able to come together. I talked to one mother. She was so excited. She said, all my adult kids are here with me, with their families. She looked at me. She's like, this is like a supernatural miracle. I'm telling you what, if you're here today, I believe God brought you here for a reason. You're here in this moment right now. And in a few moments, we're going to light candles and it's going to be a very sentimental moment, but it's going to symbolize that the light of Jesus has come into this world, that we've received the light of Jesus, the love of Jesus, and that we want to go be the light of Jesus to this world. But if you've not said yes to Jesus, I believe there's a supernatural moment for you right now. I'm believing right now you're coming into this moment face to face with Jesus and you have an opportunity for you to say yes to him. You may have been raised in the church your whole life. You may say, I kind of was raised in a Christian home, but you've never said yes to Jesus and said, yes, I want to make you my Lord and Savior. I want to leave different from coming in this day. I want to leave in a different way. I want to be changed in a supernatural way. And if that's you in just a moment, we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'm going to ask that you would just Raise your hand and say, Pastor Rob, include me in that closing prayer. This is my moment to leave different. I want to be changed. I want to have the supernatural life of Jesus that paid the price for my sins. I want, it, I want him to be my Lord and Savior. Remember, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was going to be the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Something supernatural happened on the cross when Jesus died on that cross the Bible tells us your sins, my sins, the sins of the entire world were placed on Jesus in a supernatural way. And if we come to that cross now and we say, Jesus, I accept the price that you paid for my sins, we'll be forgiven. Something supernatural happened when Jesus rose from the dead. All of his promises are true. And you can trust your life with Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. And there's a supernatural moment for us right now as we celebrate Christmas. So I'm gonna ask that you would bow your heads and close your eyes all across this room. And if you say, Pastor Rob, include me in this closing prayer. I desire to have my life supernaturally changed by Jesus Christ. I don't want to just come to a service and have a sentimental moment. I want to come to this service now and have a supernatural moment. I want to have Jesus forgive me and be my Lord and Savior. With everyone's head bowed and their eyes closed, would you just right now slip up your hand right now and say, Pastor Rob, include me in that closing prayer all across this place. Raise your hand high so I can see it. Yes, yes, yes. I see your hands in the front and in the back. Yes, yes. Hands going all over and way up here in the front and in the middle and in the stadium seating. I see a whole bunch of hands going up in the stadium seating. Way over to the side. Yes, I see your hands in the back. Yes, yes, yes. Hands going up all over, little hands, big hands, whole family hands. Yes, I see your hand. I come into agreement. Hands going up everywhere. You can put your hands down now. And I want to pray this prayer. And I want to pray a line. And then I want you to repeat it after me. And I want those around you to pray it out loud with you, just as a form of encouragement. I want us to pray this together. And the Bible says, Jesus will forgive you of your sins. Let's pray this together. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong. I ask you to forgive me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead so that I could be forgiven. I receive that today. Do something supernatural in my life right now and then help me to live for you for the rest of my life. Lord, I thank you for those people that said that prayer. They made that decision. 
They said, Jesus, you are now their Lord. You're their Savior. They believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead. They believe that you made a way for them. And Lord, I thank you for that. We celebrate that now, that something supernatural has happened. This wasn't just a sentimental service. This was supernatural. And so we thank you for that, for the dozens of lives that were changed right now. We give you praise and glory and honor. We say thank you, Jesus, for changing lives even today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Can we thank God for the dozens of people that raised their hands and said yes. Come on, something supernatural happened in their life. I'm going to ask those people that made that decision to do two things before you go to bed tonight. Very easy, all right? What I'm going to ask you to do is to get this book, Now What? It has a Bible back here and then a little pamphlet that says, Now What? What do you do to walk with Jesus? How do you walk forward in this new life and what has just happened in your life? You've been forgiven. You've been forgiven. Now you're changed. Your life is going to be changed as you leave here. And I just pray you'd get this. On the way out, there'll be an usher holding it up. There'll be an usher smiling and holding it up and you can get that. They have a whole stack of them. They'll give you one. They're at the Welcome Center as well. So that's the first thing I want you to do, all right? And I help write this little Now What book and it, it, it just helps just explain what's going on. And then the second thing is, I want you to tell someone before you go to bed tonight that you gave your life to Jesus. You can tell the family member that you're with or a friend that you know. You can tell a coworker. You can tell somebody here at church, hey, I did it. I did it. I had people with Bibles, uh, yesterday's services, they come up to me like, I did it, I did it. I congratulated them. It's something to say it with your mouth that I did that. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to know that you started on the journey with Jesus and then you're able to get this, all right? One more time, let's thank God for the dozens of people that said yes to Jesus. It's a supernatural Christmas in Jesus' name.